and welcome to the In On The Act podcast. This one is called Creativity In Lockdown and we'll be here with some featuring guests. How are we all then? Good, I had my first day of college yesterday. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, very nice. Course 10 out of 10, choose a 10 out of 10. People on the course? Oh. Six out of ten. <laughs> they're very nice. Though. They're really, really nice. There's only four of us on the course, which is not what I was expecting, but it's still good. Uh, what course are you doing? Uh, performing arts. But I love the course so much. It's so good. I'm so happy with it, honestly. How are you, Harry? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm not, I'm not, not been too bad. Just been stuck inside, as you say, because of the shite weather. But aside yeah. from that, been a pretty decent day. Good, good, good. <laughs> Yeah, hiya, I'm Nell and I submitted me reading a set of my poetry for the Young Storyhouse Takeover, which featured on YouTube, I think. Hello, I'm Harry and I'm a member of the Young Company in Storyhouse. I sent in a video as part of the mental health project about coping in lockdown. Hi, so I'm Jade um, and I was one of the Young Leaders and Young Company people and I also did the time capsule thing in lockdown so yeah so anything that what have you guys just been kind of up to during these very dull boring times stuck indoors so yeah you know you hit the nail on the head there they've been boring as hell these past few months i'm not gonna lie um (laughs) and it is quite difficult to to motivate yourself or at least something that i find anyway um (laughs) but i've been i've been trying to keep going uh, I've been continuing my drum lessons and trying to practice as much as possible. Um, hasn't always worked out, you know, as, as you might think. Um, I, I've managed to get a job in Morrison's, so that's kept me busy. Uh, but I've been in contact a lot with the general public, so that's not pleasant in any sense of the word. Um, and I've been reading a lot about uh, how to get yourself out of a slump sort of thing, because I felt like I've been in a slump for a while so i've uh, i've actually managed to use lockdown as a time to focus on myself and i th- i think it's quite positive there's been a lot of positivities come out of that which is amazing but uh but yeah that's basically what i've been doing drumming working and overthinking you might say <laughs> <laughs> positive overthinking let's say that lovely um how long have you been drumming for just out of curiosity um so i started when i was 20 I'm 23 now, so it's been about three years now. I started just before my second year of university because I've always wanted to um, drum. And it's I've, I've loved music since I was eight years old. Well, actually longer than that, when I first heard, like, Busted. I said, I've loved, like, punk music. <laughs> and, uh, like, pop punk, she would say. Um, and then, like, Green Day and all this lot. But I was... I was never very good at instruments, but one thing I could do is I could pat something out on my hands and like mm-hmm. on my knees and things. So I decided to give drum lessons a go. And that was the only instrument that I've ever been good at. Like I've tried guitar, I've <laughs> tried bass, and it's just not the same. Whereas I can pick up a pair of drumsticks and just smash out a rhythm and it's awesome. Let's go with Jade. What have you been up to? So at the very start of lockdown, we did the uh, time capsule thing. So that was sort of keeping mm-hmm. me occupied. And then in the like middle of lockdown my mum's back went so for like eight to nine weeks that was awful absolutely horrendous <laughs> like worst time yeah. of my life <laughs> yeah 
and then finally her back starts to get better so then like from like when her back started to get better and like we finished the time capsule thing I was just kind of like there was like a four week slump where I was like oh <laughs> like <laughs> what am I supposed to do here like ooh. um so then I got like I'm not like sad but I was just like doing just like you're just too much in your own like thoughts and you could like couldn't go out or anything and I was like oh well this is not fun but then eventually I just started to like meet some of my mates like obviously social distancing don't worry um <laughs> and started to work on stuff for book flight for college like um voice work and like monologue stuff so then that was that and then yeah you're not really a lot but you know it it seemed like a lot but now I'm saying it it probably wasn't a lot <laughs> oh so honestly I hadn't been more up to an awful lot either. it seems like I have been but then once you say it out loud it is just kind of wait that's it I've been doing that for <laughs> how many months <laughs> very good um Nell tell us about what you've been up to yeah so like everyone was saying before like my life was kind of going full steam ahead and then when lockdown happened I was like oh and I felt really spaced out and quite strange like everybody did because it was so unprecedented and at the beginning I was like oh it's okay I'll just like revise over lockdown but then our A-levels got cancelled I was like okay that's fine then um and I kind of felt like I was in the loony bin when everything went off because I was going through therapy but I wasn't allowed out so I felt like I was like locked in and going through all these things because obviously it was like lockdown it was really strange but I kind of got back into my groove and did a lot of things online. So I helped, um, there was going to be this festival in my area, the Young Norfolk Arts Festival that became online. So uh, we were like doing call outs to them and getting people involved with that. And I helped my friends set up this sort of like diversity um, oriented video channel where we had like sort of similar things like this. It was like a podcast, but we videoed it as well. So I did that. And then I had a job at Tesco's and that was getting up at like 4 a.m. That was Ooh. absolutely horrific. <laughs> so I now have another job. Um but yeah I just I I think this is probably the most adapted I've ever been to a situation before. Like I, at the beginning I was a bit like Ugh, but then I was like you know what I'm I'm just going to have to get on with it because this is what the world is like now. So I'm just going to have to mm-hmm. take the opportunities on different platforms and what it did, really. Yeah, I feel like I feel like everyone's had to very, very quickly, I would say, adapt to all this new stuff. I mean, my work, I mean, I worked in a restaurant. And so oh. we were obviously one of the first places to shut and one of the last places to open back up. Mm-hmm. And we were only, I think they only just had the meetings recently about opening back up. But there's... I've got to spend my 21st birthday on a two-hour training virtual course. So, fun times here on my 21st. Oh, no. Yay. Bless you. That's not fun. Yeah, I met Tom's for his 21st. I'm just going to drop that in there. He was, he was miserable for his 21st. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, at least it's not that bad. There's always, there's always somebody worse off, as my mum says. <laughs> I'll, I'll come up blessings, I guess. I will come up blessings. <laughs> but we did talk a lot about um, how people are staying motivated a lot these times because it is, it can be very difficult. It's very easy to kind of sit down back in a slump, which I have definitely been guilty of. I'm sure most people have. But um, yeah, I was curious how how people have been kept motivated. How have you found the, the will, if you like, that sounds awful. But yes, the will to kind of keep going, perseverance, and not end up in a slump 
So, like, the way I got motivated was I just, like, I started quite like, writing down on my thoughts and feelings and then, like, what I want to happen and I just, like, kept on thinking about the future. Like, I'm going to start college soon and I can start, like, going back to my work soon and, like, that. And also exercising really helped me because, like, when I was in my little four weeks, like, E, the more, like, I got out of it quite fast. Like, it was more like a week where it was really bad and then, like, the next few weeks I was really, like, focused on, like, my mental health and like motivation and stuff by working out because the more I got out and went for runs or just like did home workouts the more like my mind was occupied by other things apart from like being like in my house if that makes sense so that really helped as well so sure Nell do you want to like have your thoughts yeah I think what I told myself to do was because there were a load of challenges going on during lockdown it was like mm-hmm. um all these different things and it could be quite suffocating at times seeing loads of people do loads of stuff when you didn't feel like in the right mental place but then I just reminded myself that this is a, a pandemic it's not like a competition of who can be the most creative and who could say the moment I told like didn't put myself under pressure I enjoyed doing things so I wasn't like right I need to do this otherwise I wasted the day um <laughs> then everything was a lot easier to do I think it was about like just sitting down and telling myself that because when like lockdown happened that was the first time I'd stopped in a very long time as it was anyway so I think it was good because I was stopped in my tracks and it was kind of like you know I think everyone had a lot of like oh who am I like what do I why do why am I actually doing what I'm doing and but that was really helpful for my own sort of personal development really yeah, I've, I've definitely heard that. I've, I know someone else who has said that they think that this lockdown is kind of a blessing in disguise, if you like, that it's kind of forced them to kind of stop and take a break and they are just using this time to just kind of do nothing and be proud of the fact that they have done absolutely nothing and just chill out on the last. I, th- I think lockdown has certainly been challenging for people's mental health. Um, like, um, I had so much stuff planned for 2020 and they've all just gradually like one after another went that's not happening that's not happening that's not happening Mm -hmm. and like um and that I did have an adjustment period where I was sort of angry I was upset but I think the thing that that motivates me is that this is a time where you can pause and you can realize um, what makes you happy? What doesn't make you happy? You know, who you want in your life, who you don't need in your life anymore. And it, it's given me a chance to like re- refine myself in a way. And I think the thing that keeps me going is that this is my time. This is free time to better myself. You know, I've, I've always, cause I, I've struggled with mental health for years now. I've, I didn't want to admit it to myself. It's only taken me recently to admit that I was depressed in uni. Um, but, and I always felt like I needed to be better and to be the better person that I need, that I wanted to be. And this has given me the time to do it. So I wanted to be a guy who's good at the drums. I wanted to be somebody who dresses the way they want, who acts the way they want. And this time has given me the chance to realize like, you know, who gives a shit about, you know, what people's opinions of you are. You know, um, at the end of the day, that is their opinion. That's fine, but it doesn't affect you. So it's just given me time time to better myself. And the more that you feel good about yourself from a personal level, you don't have to please everyone. I think your motivation just just takes off. 
because you're like, you know, I don't want to, to stop this. I don't want to go back to feeling like shit about myself. So you do these things because it's better than the alternative. <laughs> you know, yeah. you might, you might, you might feel like it's a pain, but you feel, you always feel better doing it is what I find. That's my experience with things. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I mean, that, I mean, I've also used this time to kind of, kind of, kind of go back to um, the stuff that I love to do, but as life got busier and more hectic, I had to kind of stop. One of these things in particular was drawing and art yeah. for me and design. And I used to love doing it in high school. I did it at a UTSE and A-level, but then yeah. as life kind of got on, I started working. I just didn't have the time for it. And so I've kind of picked up a pen and paper again, if you like, and just started yeah. I've, I've been the same again. i've been doing all these little doodles and whatnot and mm-hmm. these little paintings and things it's it's it, you don't appreciate how good it is for you even yeah. if it's not even a very good drawing the fact that you've just taken the time like five minutes out of your day to just do a little drawing mm-hmm. that that has huge benefits for you yeah I, i've done like countless drawings but the ones that i would say i'm actually proud of i would willingly show people are very limited there are yeah, plenty that i've looked at going <laughs> Oh no, that stays on my computer forever, and it's never seen the light of day. Yeah, without drawing. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Man. It, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you, man? Yeah. So this next this next question, um, I'm sorry now. I'm gonna have to kind of pick on you ever so slightly. Um, it's just about the uh, the young takeover that we did. I was interested in as someone who was a part of it. Just interested in how you found how you found it, how you found being a part of it. It was such a lovely experience to to just see loads of different perspectives because people did other poetry, people did music, and it felt like you were sort of connecting to people with people um, virtually, and it's just really nice because I, I'd wanted to pursue doing open mics and things like that, and obviously then I hadn't, so it was I felt really grateful to have had that opportunity, and I'd never read any of my poetry out loud before anyway and although I got really frustrated doing it to myself in my room and I probably recorded it like 19 times because I was like oh this is awful um but it was it, it was good to practice doing that and to get used to because because I, I, I do, I'm an actress but like that's being someone else it was used to performing but as myself I found that really difficult because I was like oh like people are gonna be you know getting used to people's perspectives of yourself and it sort of consolidated that side of me a bit more so yeah I was really really grateful for that opportunity to have done that yes um yeah I mean that's what our our kind of aim of it was but to just reach a wider audience because there's so much so more talented talents going on here that you have never necessarily even considered that didn't really have a platform that that's what we wanted to do so i'm guessing glad to know we achieved that <laughs> um it is very funny how you mentioned that it took you ages to record because i know me and several others all have to record our own intros and outros for our own section and i think i still have on my phone all the outtakes that i have of me starting going no, that was terrible. Why am I doing that? I'm just trying to get it right. I'm pretty sure I still have them somewhere. Again, that's another thing that will never see the light of day ever again. <laughs> uh, the amount of times that I literally would be halfway through it, just like reading it, and then I'd just go, ah, halfway through and just yeah. like scream and interrupt the lovely sort of like atmosphere <laughs> I'm creating. I was like, okay, I'm going to stop, I'm going to have to stop. And I think I had to do it another day afterwards. I was like, right, that's it. I'm not even doing it anymore. Mum was like, literally just do it tomorrow now. And I was like, yeah, okay. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, of course, in very me fashion, I left my recording to the last minute because I did not want, I was trying to put off doing it. It's very good procrastinating on my own half of pushing it back and back and thinking, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Do it tomorrow. And then eventually the day I had to come. I was like, fine, I'll have to sit down and embrace it. I'm pretty sure there's still the recording of me getting towards the very, very end and then just slipping and stuttering on my words. And I was so annoyed. That was such a good take. It was such a good take. Then my stutter kicks in. And I have to do it again. And I was really annoyed about it. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yes, thank you for telling us about the experience now. Love to hear that we achieved, I guess, what we wanted to. <laughs> so then I will um, flip the picking on, if you like. Because um, I know that Harry and Jade have been working on projects with the Young Company. Um, so I guess we'll start with Jade this time, I think. Do you want to tell us about your project that you were doing? Yes. We did the time capsule, is that what you mean? Okay, cool. Yes. So I love the time capsule. I thought it was so good. Honestly, it was so happy. But like towards the end, I had like other stuff going on so I couldn't like properly finish it, which was like... A bit annoying but at the very start I loved it so much it was just so fun and it really like I think like the most like I think a lot of people say the same thing it was like it helped them think about other things apart from like outside the fact that they're like stuck in their house and it's like interesting to be able to create a little like short video even though it's really really short like 15 seconds but like you can either be really creative with it or you can be like hi I'm Jada blah 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 and, like do it as basically as you want but you have the like freedom and like to do that um and yeah and it's just nice to look back and be like oh my god look at little old jade first out of lockdown doesn't know what she <laughs> oh bless <laughs> um and it's just nice to be able to like even though you're stuck in your house you're not like like i can't explain it but it's like you can go back and look at yourself because you were doing things and you're like so if I ever felt bad being like, oh God, I've done absolutely nothing in lockdown, I can go back and be like, well, I did do that. So it's not all bad, which is quite nice. What were you trying to uh, capture in the uh, the time capture? Was it just about the experience, if you like, in lockdown? Yeah, it was very much like, even though we are in lockdown, we can do things that would be like considered normal. Like, mm -hmm. we can still bake, or we can still go on a walk, or we can still teach other people things. So it's just like, even like, yeah, it's just more the experience of lockdown and like, well, why we are in lockdown, we can also like really, like you said, like get back into drawing and like just doing things that we love. So um, during Young Company, we were originally going to do a play about um, homelessness in Chester. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously with lockdown, and we couldn't do that. So we decided to do um, these short little like spoken word pieces about um, about lockdown and what what we think of it, how we experience it, the things we do and and um, what we take from it. And it gave us a chance to just almost like come to terms with what's happening, which I thought was really positive because so many people were just like, you know, we don't know what's going on. This is so abnormal. This is so strange. And it, it, it gave us a time to sort of reflect and accept what was happening. So my piece was um, 
because I was working in Morrison's and like I was mixing with the general public and I could see how they were behaving and everything. And my piece was quite angry. Um, I'll, I'll admit that I, I was, I was annoyed when I wrote my piece. Um, and so it gave us the chance to sort of almost express what we were feeling. Um, and I, I thought it was really positive. I need to keep an eye out for everyone when, because I don't want to sneak peek. I want to see the final products. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what everyone else has done because everyone else's was so positive. And mine was just a rant, essentially. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, they, they were really, really good. I think they, they helped a, a lot because after everyone wrote them, I think everyone in the group started feeling better about the situation. Mm-hmm. And so it not only helps us, but it could help other people who were going through, you know, who are not sure what's going on, not sure how they feel. And it's, it's a platform that they can go, oh, that, you know, I, I agree with that. I don't agree with that. Or, you know, oh, that's nice. That's a nice way of looking at it and things like that. You know, it's a way of changing people's perception. And I think we need a lot more of that at the moment because everyone just seems a bit pissed off. <laughs> it's really interesting because I know that everyone here would do a slightly different variant, I would, I would call it like VR. So I know, uh, Jade, you're very into your drama and your performing. Um, Harry, like you said, you are very into your music. And now you did some uh, poetry for us in the uh, online takeover. So I guess I'm just curious about who kind of inspires people to do that. I, I don't know. I, I like hearing about these things. Yeah, I'd say inspirations for poetry and stuff. It does mostly come from music and musicians that focus very much on the lyrical side of things for me. So Amy Winehouse always described she started writing poetry before she started writing music. So she is uh, a massive influence for me. And then other really sort of rich lyricists like uh, Glass Animals or like Joy Crooks or Celeste, like listening to those people and how they can encapsulate a certain feeling or environment in very few words that's always like I get massive influence from music I'm there's not because I'm like I find it quite difficult to get inspiration from poetry because I like I like looking at other people's work but I can only sort of work from my own thing I can't like I'm not like oh that poem's inspired me to do that I kind of I can only develop it from myself. But um, one of my friends is a very, very talented writer and a very well-established poet. And when I became friends with her, it's just her writing is so above and beyond that anything I'd ever read before. And we write very differently, but just meeting her and then her, she just encouraged me. Like, I was always like, oh, I think I'm really like, because a lot of my poetry is very weird. I explore like complexities that can be very and stuff I don't really like focusing on beauty as a uh, stimulus because I feel like a lot of poetry can just be romanticized I'm like oh no let's get into the grim side of humanity and her poetry is very much like that she was like oh no do it go down the dark hole of uh, horrible poetry and I was like yeah okay so that's sort of where I uh, got my yeah influence from poetry I guess (laughs) they've got to take a very dark turn then (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's positive though, it's self-expression, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes, positive message overall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've got so, so many in, um, people who inspire me, um, but I think musically, um, my number one inspiration um, is Travis Barker, the drummer of Blink, because he is 
absolutely phenomenal. Even when he, even when you think you know what he, he's doing on the drums, he you don't know what he's doing. Um, I've got uh, uh, Billy Joe uh, Armstrong from Green Day. He's a massive inspiration. That whole band is actually. I've listened to them since I was eight years old. Um, they give me sort of courage to say what I want and be be what I want and be like charismatic and you know if 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 somebody has a problem with you that's their problem not not yours um type of attitude because I've spent so many years of my life um caring what other people think of me and it's like I I'm 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 over that now um well I I I like to think I am who knows um I've got uh my friend Aaron he, he uh inspires me um because he's a drummer in a band who's absolutely insane he's my drum teacher uh, he's really friendly. He's really encouraging. Um, he'll help me out of any situation, even you know, even if it's not about music. Um, you know, we we had a heart to heart after one lesson about how we found lockdown and everything. It was it's so good. Um, a weird one of mine is Hunter Thompson, the uh, author. I think he give his his ability to sort of almost laugh at the negativity is is kind of refreshing because a lot of people dwell on negativity whereas you're just like yeah it happens you know shit goes wrong who gives a crap you know and um a weird one of mine is the dude from the big lebowski just to stay calm and just to sort of be yourself no matter what situation you're faced with even if it's somebody drowning you in the toilet saying where's the money you know <laughs> like in the beginning of the film it, it, you know he he he, he never breaks and I, th- I think his the resilience is what I, I, I respect out of him, because I, you, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I was really depressed at university. I and but I'm really proud of, of that time because I didn't break ever. I never quit uni. I, I kept going, and I ended up with and I ended up with a degree and I had a good time, despite the mental health problems. But yeah, I think the resilience is something that I see in, in the dude and. It's something that inspires me. That's my weird one. That's like the one that no one would suspect from me because it's just a comical character. But but yeah, the dude is is one of my inspirations as well. Um, I like with my drawing. I used to watch a lot of um, Pikachu, and I like I was obsessed with it. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I really want to like create my own little show and like not like copy the Pikachu style, but like that's so I start learning from like Pikachu. So like if you look back at my really old art books, there's just like every single page is just <laughs> Pikachu or like characters. So that's what sparked my interest. I was like, well wow, that's so cool. But with performing and like being on stage, I just always loved it and I've just always had this thing for like I've always wanted to be not like famous. Come on, I want to be famous. <laughs> But like basically, I want to be famous, <laughs> but not to be like not in a bad way. Like I really, or just to be famous to be famous. Like I want to be famous to help inspire other people, and also like give people a platform, like mm-hmm. to speak. Because I come from like my, like I've had very good experiences in my life. I also have very bad experiences. And a lot of them, I feel like a lot of people could relate to, like being poor or like you know, or I don't know experiences that like a lot of people could relate to and a lot of normal people could relate to um and also I just really love being on stage and getting attention but like good attention <laughs> yeah. the, the, the spotlight belongs to you Jade 
yes <laughs> so there wasn't really a moment with that where I was like oh I want to be on stage I was like yes I know I want to be on stage <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know you, you took that spotlight and you took it with proud <laughs> yes I did I was very much the same when I was when I was like in primary school and stuff like oh we need this main role say no more say no more it's okay <laughs> yeah, I'm stepping that's up mine. <laughs> that's mine thank you very much I'd say when it comes to the poetry that was to actually share that and not just have it as like a little secret thing that was ignited when when I did my um national youth theatre junior course last year so when I became a national youth theatre member they did loads of activities of just we'd have like an open circle and everyone would just like they'd be like right so if you can sing dance read poetry whatever perform and like play an instrument and we'd all just sit there like with our eyes shut everyone didn't want to be watched and someone would just do it and it was the most supportive atmosphere I've ever had and it was lovely and after doing that like my mentor was like keep you know using your voice and showing those words and I was like yeah you know what I'm going to it was like one of those really like you know like teen film inspiration moments but um I was very lucky to have that and and then when it came to drama as well um I went to my high school almost got shut down it was very underfunded and in special measures the whole time I was there so obviously the drama department was awful and I always I loved it because I obviously did drama outside of school and everything I feel like it's very popular when you're like 14 to 15 to not care about anything and I was someone who's really passionate and always really passionate and you know and I always get called a try hard or whatever or you know like brown nose or like a little half lover and I was like, oh, but I just want, I want this like rubbish devising piece to be really good. Um, and then when I went to my college, uh, I went for the drama department because they had a theatre company and they had a drama department and it was just incredible. And I got to learn about all these practitioners and got blessed with all these amazing roles. And I was like, this is where I want to be. This is the people I want to be surrounded by, people that care about stuff and people that are passionate because that's how you create good work. And um, yeah, that's what sort of kicked me into being able to express myself properly I guess. It's to me um, I've my two sparks I find are music and drama those yeah. are like the two things that I absolutely love in my life and will always love even when I'm you know 102 <laughs> I'll still love them um, but like music started when I was a very young age um, we used to just me and my brothers, we used to drive a lot in the car when we were little and we just have music blasting, you know, people like, you know, the Monkees and mm -hmm. the Osmonds and, you know, like George Michael and Elton John and Queen and all this lot. So music's just always been a part of my life. And then um, my older brother uh, showed me Busted and I was like, this is really good, you know, really catchy. And just music, we, you, there's like high energy. You can jump around, you can act crazy, you know, you can headbang, you can air guitar <laughs> and all this. And like as a, as a five-year-old, that's what I was doing naturally anyway. You know, I, was, I had loads of energy as a little kid. Um, and that's why, that's why I've got uh, like 14 scars because I kept hitting my head on things by mistake. Um, but yeah, I, um, so, so that's what sort of kickstarted music. And then when Busted broke up, I listened to Green Day and then, and then now Blink and, and like, you know, all these like major bands in my life. But like drama stems, I think it's as, as like Nell and Jade said, that it's always just been a part of me, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I've got two brothers and we all have our very distinct um, personalities. So my twin brother is like the sporty one. My older brother is the clever one and I'm the arty one. 
you know, we're, we've got a very distinct personalities. Um, but I think, I think drama, if you want a weird story, but I think drama stems from me and my, I've, you know, we've, me and my two brothers, we used to watch Star Wars when we were kids, episode one, and we used to try and reenact the end fight scene, you know, <laughs> that, you know, emotional death scene of Qui-Gon Jinn mm. and everything. You know, we used to try and do it all. And my older brother used to get angry at me when I used to forget the lines for Qui-Gon. <laughs> and like, he'd be like, no. And he's like, he's, he was my first director. I, I, I credit him as my first director. But I was, I used to feel like, I used to feel dead guilty for getting the lines wrong and things like that, you know. So like just performing, having fun, you know, imaginary games. And then I found out that you could do that for a living, that Qui-Gon Jinn is actually played by an actor. It's not an actual person. Yeah. I was like, this, that's what I want for the rest of my life. I want to yeah. be in Star Wars. I want to <laughs> be on TV. I want to be in a film, but not really for fame. I don't, re- I, I don't like attention. It's, it's, it's more just to do what I love and do what makes me happy yeah. is, what, is what drives me. As long as I'm happy, I don't mind if I'm poor for the rest of my life. But yeah. I mean, obviously it's not ideal, but it, <laughs> as long as I'm happy and doing something that I love for every yeah. day, then that's a life worth lived, I think, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I mean, me, me and my brothers definitely did the same thing of reenacting yeah. movies. I mean, Harry Potter was our one. Yeah, with chopsticks. Yes, there were there three of us in total and two of us had glasses. And so we always oh, nice. had to fight to fight to find out who would be Harry Potter. But yeah. because I was, I was the youngest one, I always tended to win because yeah. the youngest always gets their way because we're spoiled. <laughs> I, whenever we played Harry Potter, I was Harry because my nice. name is Harry and I've got a scar on my forehead when I hit the radiator. When I was three years old, yeah. So, <laughs> so that, was, that was my default. I was Harry Potter every time. <laughs> and I worked that well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was meant to be, meant to be. Yeah, every injury, doesn't matter. <laughs> I did drama outside of school for years. Um, and then apart from obviously like my GCSEs and my A-levels, I hadn't had any other like formal training, as it were. I supp- Well, I suppose you could say that about NYT now. And then this year, I'm also part of Young Norfolk Arts. So that's like, yeah, I'm probably more involved in organisations than I ever have been now. But up until I was about 18, I was just kind of flailing around, finding my feet and seeing what I liked and learning that way. But now I'm like, I've got a certain amount of skills. I want to be able to implement them in a professional manner. So I'm working with like bigger organisations and not just like amateur dramatics groups and stuff now. So to like wiggle, wiggle the way. Um, but, you know, that's how I learned everything, doing amateur dramatics. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, amateur dramatics is rubbish. Because it's like, no, that's how you learn doing everything. Yeah. But now I'm like, yeah, I want to wiggle my way into things now, I guess. <laughs> There's a rites of passage. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, Harry, do you want to go? I was born an actor. <laughs> it's it's been something that I've always loved I've never had formal training I did go to an audition in Wrexham when I was 10 years old but I I didn't get the part unfortunately I think because they had to cancel the production because not enough people showed up so that was was sad but um, I, I used to drama was the thing that I was most confident in in school 
Um, you know, so many people in my class just were so nervous on stage. I didn't care. You know, that was the one thing that pushed me. Um, I went to, I did a, like a youth group when I was 14, met one of my best friends there. Um, and that just gave me so much confidence that I just took to school and, and I was able to learn from it and I was able to grow. And then of course I went to college and did it. And I had, I had the best teacher I've ever had in my life pushing me. And she just would not take like slacking off. <laughs> like if you slacked off, she would call you out on it. And like you, she, she wouldn't tell you off, but she'd, she'd make you want to keep going. <laughs> and, and that was, I just adored that life, you know, yeah. The drama classes weren't classes to me. They were just fun. You know, I got to do what I wanted and loved on a daily basis in college. And it was just incredible. Um, I would, I'd love more formal training. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at these things, but obviously not much is going on at the moment with Rona. But, um, but yeah, I, I never received any formal training as a kid. It was just growing, learning and <laughs> getting more confident, really. So when I was younger, like like um, Harry said, like not only I was born an actor, but it was always the main thing I felt most confident in. <laughs> and so we tried to do like acting classes or like there's this place in Kingsway, like this college that used to do like an acting course, like about four years ago. And I went there and it was not very good. So I left. And then I kind of didn't touch acting for like a while. Like, I knew I loved it. And then in high school, I didn't do acting because the course was just, it was really bad. And everybody on it was uh, there just because it was an easy subject. Yeah. So then I didn't switch it again for another two years. And then Storyhouse started to get back into it. And then obviously I'd do it in college. <laughs> so I'd never had any, like, training of, like, really any kind. But I just know I always liked it. And, like, I used to watch videos on it. So, like, like teach myself mm-hmm. let's just cast cast your mind back let's say 10 years ago what advice would you give yourself now so i would probably tell my little six-year-old self <laughs> to <laughs> have more fun and stop being such a little stress head because i still like be so conscious of like i don't know like actually no i'd probably be like i'd probably tell my little six-year-old self to have some more stress <laughs> actually <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Harry I think I'd tell I'd tell 13 year old Harry um, I'd probably warn him about growing bald um, I'd, I'd say enjoy your hair while you still have it um, I'd tell him to not care what anyone thinks of him I'd, uh, but I'd also warn him that there are some stressful years ahead. I'd be like, mm-hmm. life isn't as as uh, lovely and perfect and that shit mm-hmm. changes. You know, you can't control that. Stuff goes wrong. Stuff will happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I just tell him to get ready. And just, but also I tell him that he survives it. I'd say you, yeah. you, come, out the better, you come out the other end, you're a better person and you're a stronger person. But I'd, I'd also tell him, um, the uh, beer tastes nice. I say that tastes nice, <laughs> and I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably say don't don't stress so much about about getting into trouble either, because I used to worry about that too much. Mm. But my number one thing is that mate, enjoy your hair. 
That's what I'd say. Do it. I'd tell him anything. I'd also say pick up the drums. I'd say learn to play the drums now. Instead, don't waste. You're good at it. Just I'd tell him, <laughs> get a move on. <laughs> Very good. And last but not least, Nell? Similar to what Harry said, I'd tell my little eight-year-old self that she's a survivor and she's not weak. She's not delicate like people call it she's a survivor and she'll survive everything she has to go through and she'll come out the other side even when she doesn't think she's going to and also the public humiliation builds character so don't overthink it and the looking from things from other perspectives is what's going to shape you as a person so just keep seeing the world not just in your own eyes but in millions of different colors and that is what will give you a lot of balance and comfort in life so yeah that's what I'm going to say <laughs> very good um I guess I want to say this one as well because why not just a quick one um I would tell little 10 year old me um I guess that very similar just enjoy enjoy yourself while not while you can that sounds awful but yeah you know the best best years aren't ahead of you nor they behind you your best years are what you make of them now so don't worry about so much about what everyone thinks just be you there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel i'll put it that way yeah i guess that's the advice i would give myself yeah and there were all the points that i had and all the questions i had so i guess just a very big thank you to the three of you for um joining me you've all been all been fabulous Thank you as well. <laughs> thank you to all of you. It was lovely to meet you all virtually. Thank you. guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. I hope I wasn't too boring. <laughs> Everyone was really good. Everyone was good. Everyone was good.